Recorded live. Hey, welcome to the American Liberties. Um, the Wednesday night call. It is November 9th, the day following the the Trump uh, outstanding win. Um, and I and I have to admit that I. Um, as much as I wanted him to win, as hard as I uh, as hard as I see him worked, I really didn't. Uh, I really didn't think that he was going to win. I I couldn't see how with all the uh, the you know everything you know against him. I mean you know, and I'm not going to go into a whole thing about it. Just a matter of fact that I didn't think it was going to win, but that didn't stop me for a minute in pursuing uh, in support of and trying to do what I could, to, you know, whatever I could do in Facebook and Twitter and all that to help him win um, by keeping exposing uh, what they call the democratic machine. Um, but... It, it worked out. He won, and that just that just shows me that people like Donald Trump, I got to I got to bring in and associate Dave Merlin, as well as some other people I know, and including when I look in the mirror uh, myself, that whatever whatever the odds are. If the odds are against me, if I do nothing, they are sure to win. They are the 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 odds are sure to prevail against me. But if I fight and fight with all I got and fight with with the intent to win, then it can change it can change where the finish line is. And because, you know, as the old saying goes, uh, quitters never, uh, I forgot the saying, something about quitters never quit or whatever or something like that. But, um, oh, winners, winners never quit and quitters never win. And that's a, uh, and that's a pretty much, uh, thing that I learned in over the years. I, you know, a lot of times I just don't take no for an answer. So now that Donald Trump is the president-elect, what does that mean? Well, if he does everything he says he's going to do, like draining the swamp, which to me is draining the cesspool, um, because the swamp is some, sometimes needed, but uh, and well, cesspools need need it too. But it needs to be cleaned out every now and then. And the uh, what we ought to do is join together. And we're gonna. And I haven't even run this by David yet or nobody. Um, but I came up with it the other night. I don't see a better time than it is now to start a campaign. Um, another complaint or refiling the complaint or something to do and but now joining the people together if we're going to drain the swamp 
why don't we start with the IRS? Why don't we start with the judicial system? Here we have three courts now that we can prove that they they don't want to answer the questions. They they you know they're they're running from having to answer the questions. Four courts, if you're including uh, back in in two two thousand uh, 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 Jim Walden's case, uh, they won't answer the question. They get a protective order from having to answer the questions. And I think now if we can get hundreds, if not thousands of people together and start, and, and, and you don't have to be one that doesn't pay tax, uh, that doesn't pay taxes, okay? You could be a filer. You could be a tax-paying, ticket-paying type guy and still be on the complaint and, put, put, and, and make it known that you want to get rid of the 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 crim the criminal element in the IRS and the courts, and I think that's a phenomenal idea. And um, as Davis just said in the chat, chat running from providing a clear explanation of the laws, like Section eighty three parent A, and um, and so. You know, I'd like to have everybody think about it and share your input input over time, uh, because I think that once he gets in the office, we need to start. I mean, we need to have a campaign already started, implemented, and ready to go. I'm talking Facebook. I'm talking Twitter and Instagram. I don't really know anything about Instagram. But we need to get the word out, and we need to get the word out where they can get the Section 83 book. And we need to get the word out that they can join the complaint and, and, and many other avenues to get it done. If I was making more than enough money, I'd be walking up and down the halls of Congress if I could. And, and, I, and I want to demand a, a confrontational meeting with Congress and 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 be a whistleblower. I want to report crimes, uh, you know, to to the committees. I've been wanting to do that for years, but you know, there's not enough. the 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 people on on this list are on this call right right now. God bless you for being here, and I do appreciate you being here. But we need about fifty to sixty times what we have. Here on the calls, we need people all over the country to to join the cause. If people want freedom, and if people want to uh, uh, have liberty, and and not wor- worrying about getting their their tax uh, stolen, uh, excuse me, their 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 money stolen, and stop the corruption, um, we need to. Uh, get together. So, with that being said, and because of, and because of, <laughs> that's my wife celebrating here. Um, that's great opening statement. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Okay, um, I'm going to bring in uh, a friend and a, and my mentor, Dave Marilyn. Dave, take it away, please. Thanks, Chris. Can you hear me now? I can hear you good. How about that? Welcome, everybody, to the November 9th, 2016 
American Liberties Call. My name is David Merlin. Nothing you'll hear me say is intended as legal advice. Anything that sounds like that to you, just consider something somebody else might do on a planet far, far away where the law matters. It doesn't matter here. I prove it on a daily basis. Believe it. Every judge is as corrupt as the day is long. And if they can't handle you with the law, they'll handle you without the law. So with all of that having been said, uh, Mark, yesterday on your calendar... Uh, It should be a a national holiday from here on out. November 8th of 2016 is a turning point in American history. What you have is uh, criminal insanity and political retardation in control for eight solid years. Bush had a mild case of it, and uh, this president was over the top. Uh, politically retarded is putting it mildly. And the Democratic control of the House and Senate for a couple of years sent everything into a tailspin. Double the national debt. It was nine point something trillion. And now it's 19 point something trillion. And everybody else, I'm pasting something into the chat here. Uh, as soon as I can find it, the, uh, let's see here, I know the address, usdebtclock.org, usdebtclock.org, here it comes, I'll just paste it into the chat, and it says that each and every one of us, from the, uh, old age sufferer in the old folks home all the way down to the newborn baby. You owe $165,000. Wow. Wow. That's how many years, let's say you, what if you make $2,000 a month and that's going to be, you know, in the, the $15 an hour range. How long do you have to, that's eight years, eight and a half years worth of every paycheck you get gone. Eight and a half years of your life. So uh, to watch as uh, this president goes out on the campaign trail and badmouths Donald Trump when he should be in the White House trying to think of how to create jobs underscores my point, uh, my allegation that it's political retardation and the Democrats are the headquarters of that. And now you have, uh, as I mentioned in previous calls, uh, how important it was to have a Republican Senate because that rescues the Supreme Court from the jaws of Hillary Clinton if she were to be elected president. A Republican House of Representatives where tax bills must originate and a Republican president with similar, not identical, but similar uh, designs, uh, now you're going to see progress, the opposite of political retardation. And to, uh, to add to that, you have the world's best deal maker, the world's best negotiator, in the White House. So yesterday, 
should be a national holiday. It's election day. Everybody should have the day off if you got to go to the polls, considering oftentimes you have to stand in line for hours. I voted early here in Washington State, blue state, so my vote for president and my vote for a Republican senator meant nothing because Democrats have ruined this state. Uh, they voted in queer marriage several years ago, just simply amazing. Uh, so anyway, I voted and uh, went to trouble. You know, it wasn't great trouble, but uh, I did spend the time to examine my choices and fill out my ballot, drive to the library, drop it into the box, and I voted Republican across the board. I got to vote against a Superior Court judge here in Seattle who sent me to jail for contempt of court in 2001 for a bad attitude. I didn't even open my mouth. I was just relaxed, sitting in the pew, and I did not stand when the judge entered the courtroom. And she sent me to jail for contempt of court. And she said uh, she, she had me placed in the jury box waiting for the end of proceedings to have me arrested and taken away. And um, as, uh, at my, my chance to allocute, that's my apology to the court or my explanation to the court to mitigate the punishment or to uh, prove I wasn't in contempt at all. And uh, she said, you know, it would be a, a shame for you to have to go to jail over something uh, like this. I said, something so trivial, yeah, it's failure to stand up. Yeah, it would be, it would be bad. But uh, you say I have a bad attitude, I apologize. My attitude is my attitude. And I'm sorry if the court deems it to be a bad one, but it is what it is. <laughs> and she sent me to jail. And I bailed out and wrote a criminal complaint against her for false imprisonment, which is a Class C felony. And in Washington State, the statute of limitations on a felony committed by a public servant is 10 years. So for 10 years, I had the right to arrest her. I was busy, and so I never really raised the specter of citizens' arrest against her. But I got to vote against her in this election. I haven't followed up by... Uh, uh, checking out whether or not she was reelected. Anyway, uh, it was a great experience to vote for somebody because in the past, all I had done is voted against somebody by voting for somebody else. And this was actually a, uh, a vote for somebody that I knew if he reached the White House, he wouldn't be talking about grabbing women by the hoo-ha. And uh, he wouldn't be, whatever all the other allegations were against him, you're president of the United States, and I trusted him enough to know that he's not going to do that to staff members. It's part of his past. It'll never happen again. And uh, it goes to the, uh, and this is a big saying among the, uh, the spiritual um, circles, I'm not perfect, but I'm better than I used to be. So if you're better than you used to be, I forgive you. Uh, we need we need a set in the White House, <laughs> and and uh, I think your set is the one for me. So I voted Republican across the board, and to see it all come to a 
uh, to fruition. Uh, it was a shock to see him take Wisconsin. Uh, he took Florida early on, and Fox was calling uh, states' races uh, very quickly, and it took uh, ABC News quite a while to call some states. But over time, you saw him climb and climb, stayed at 254 for a couple of hours, and then bingo, right over the top, and um, it was something else. So now you're going to have, and this is what you watch. Uh, the Supreme Court is one thing. Put that aside. Watch the cooperation under Republican rule between a Senate, a House of Representatives, and the President. And you watch what they're able to do. Build the wall? You bet. Um, rewrite trade agreements? You bet. And I'll bet you every one of them is going to fall in line because they got nothing to fear. See, with this president, he's going to veto this kind of uh, progress. And so they had to have a 60-vote majority in the Senate to veto or to override the presidential veto, and they didn't have that. And so the, uh, the president, being a Democrat, stood as a roadblock to really any progress that the uh, uh, Congress uh, really had in mind. And before that, you had Harry Reid. When he was uh, Senate Majority Leader, he blocked 356 bills from the House of Representatives from being debated in the Senate. 356. He essentially removed from your list of rights the House of Representatives, that's treason. It's a seditious conspiracy. It's rebellion and, rebellion and insurrection. Go to the Federal Criminal Statutes page of wevgov.com and you'll see all those statutes listed there. If somebody, uh, through use of force, coercion, whatever, uh, acts against the laws of the United States, yeah, that's one of the Constitution is part of the law of the United States, and Harry Reid blocked 356 bills. That's, uh, that's his legacy, is he was against the Republican, um, the Republican uh, House of Representatives. So anyway, uh, watch the progress, and we already know what he... Uh, what Donald Trump intends to do to the Supreme Court. He's got his list, I think it's 21 different judges that he would nominate to become justices of the Supreme Court. And it's gotten rave reviews from the likes of uh, Judge Napolitano, uh, Jay Sekulow. I personally think Jay Sekulow should be on the Supreme Court. So anyway, uh, stand by for progress. You're about to see a lot of it. And uh, I can't wait. It's going to be great. Now, uh, we have not heard anything from the South Carolina court about the motion to reopen the case. They dismissed the case saying that, well, you didn't file an opposition to the magistrate's recommendation that it be uh, dismissed, so we're dismissing it. Point of order, excuse me, there was an opposition filed. Please reopen the case. Consider the opposition. 
and then the recommendation from the magistrate is like, uh, oh, he's trying to choose his own judge, pleading bias on the part of the judge in that criminal complaint to Congress uh, that named the judge and the magistrate as criminals to the House Judiciary Committee. He wasn't pleading bias. He was pleading uh, appearance of fairness. The appearance of fairness is lost. It doesn't matter if the judge is biased against me. The judge has been named as a criminal to people that are in a position to get the judge off the bench for bad behavior. And uh, also, the uh, the um, oh, they said that this is a suit to restrain the collection of taxes. It says right in the lawsuit, please keep stealing from us. Don't restrain anything. We just want you to declare whether or not what you're doing is legal. And they say it's the Anti-Injunction Act uh, prohibits uh, any suit to restrain the collection of taxes. That happens to be pre-litigation or pre-trial restraint or injunction. Before the proceedings ever take place, hey, we need relief. Can you stop the IRS from taking what they're taking? That's the kind of injunction the Anti-Injunction Act prohibits. But the Administrative Procedures Act provides for post-trial injunction. If you find that the uh, that what the uh, agency is doing is unconstitutional or unlawful, the court is required to set aside the agency action. That's the relief we're asking for, so please keep stealing. We just want you to determine whether or not it's legal. And if it is illegal, Congress tells you you have to enjoin the agency from doing what it's doing. So the uh, motion to reopen the case was filed. We did file an opposition. Check it out, Your Honor. You're wrong. And since that, there's been no word, and it's got, it has to have been over 30 days by now. <clears throat> so uh, they're taking their sweet time. And uh, in there, it was argued, you know, who wouldn't shop around for judges? Who wouldn't shop for another judge when the two of you, the magistrate and the judge, uh, in charge of the case, you don't know the difference between pretrial and post-trial injunctive relief? Who wouldn't shop around when uh, the judge and the magistrate could be arrested by anyone in America for committing a felony the way you handled the first complaint? Who wouldn't shop around for another judge? And uh, this has stuck in their craw for at least 30 days. We'll see how long that goes on. But uh, silence speaks volumes <laughs> in light of uh, certain tactics we employed. Now, if you want to see, uh, I already pasted a link into the chat. If you're on the phone or if you didn't get that, Get ready to write. <laughs> Get ready to write. Here it comes again in the chat. Let's see. Checking my spelling. Okay. WeVGov.com. WeVGov.com. All lowercase slash CAFTB. Dot .pdf that stands for California Franchise Tax Board caftb.pdf 
that's a uh, a letter that was received from the uh, the um, <clears throat> California Franchise Tax Board saying that uh, you know uh, thanks for responding to our demand for a tax return uh, based on what you provided. We've determined you don't have a tax return filing requirement for that year. See you later. And that's all good news. Here's the other address. This is the um, the criminal complaint that was filed with the House Judiciary Committee against the judge and the magistrate for the reasons that they uh, dismissed the first complaint, calling it a, uh, a felony under 18 U.S.C. 241, conspiracy against rights. For those of you just on the phone, here it is, wevgov.com, wevgov.com slash sccc.pdf, all lowercase. That stands for South Carolina Criminal Complaint.pdf, wevgov.com slash sccc.pdf. <clears throat> and um, that's what the courts have been confronted with right here to consider whether or not the judge and the magistrate should recuse themselves from the case and give it to another judge, has the appearance of fairness been lost? Uh, yes, duh. We gave the judge and the magistrate a vested interest in finding against the plaintiff from South Carolina, and if they have a vested interest in a finding against him, uh, just to make sure, just so that they look like they're not criminals, yeah, they got to get off the case because justice does not appear fair when the judge is somebody that's been accused of a felony and anybody in the United States can arrest them. I don't want that for a judge, do you? Uh, that's funny. It's a, it's a fun tactic to know how to employ or deploy. <laughs> and uh, if you go to wevgov.com, products page, you'll find... Uh, Writing and Filing Citizens' Criminal Complaints. And when you get that course, you'll see I didn't do anything differently than what I teach. I've been teaching this for years. I like filing citizens' criminal complaints. I've been doing it since 2002. 2001, maybe. There's the correct spelling of my last name. Yes, law fam. <clears throat> Um, on my archive at 59615, you want to listen to the most recent call that I posted there, 59615. It's entitled, Pete Hendrickson Files, uh, Pete Hendrickson Filers Indicted. And no problem, law fan. Uh, they apologize uh, for, not mis uh, for not spelling my name correctly. In my high school annual, I was in my annual in five different places, uh, six different places, and my last name was spelled five ways. <laughs> so you're not the first, you won't be the last. Uh, there are six very small uh, communities in Norway named Merlin. That's where that comes from. So anyway, uh, the uh, How to Write and File Citizens Criminal Complaints you get documents in Microsoft Word formatted, just as you see I formatted the criminal complaint in South Carolina. 
and you get a bunch of criminal complaints that I wrote for a bunch of different clients in different states with federal and state uh, violations to complain about. So you get a couple, three different formats that I use for criminal complaining and uh, state and federal law complaining in several different states. So uh, it's just a great expose on writing and filing citizens' criminal complaints, something that nobody else teaches. Nobody else teaches this, and it's one of my most frequently used tools, uh, just like Section 83. I'm the only one, and yet it's in every argument you get in with the IRS if all you did was sell your labor. So uh, really, when you look at my curriculum, my materials, you're getting a very unique and uh, highly accentuated set of tactics and perceptions of how great our process really is here. The founding fathers were geniuses. And I got everything I need in the system to challenge anything I think is wrong. I got a list of arguments in my head that have led to the dismissal of charges the reversal of convictions, whatever, and uh, state and fed. And when I hear of a controversy, I start feeding those facts through the list of reasons I've seen cases dismissed. And when I come across an argument that can get a case reversed, I stop right there and go on the offense. Now, you'll hear this taught in my courses that I'll listen for so long to somebody who's been wronged, but when enough facts add up to where I can prove that they're innocent, I can prove the cops screwed up, I can prove the cops can be sued, I shut off the facts and I go on the offense. Once I know I can go on the offense, why should we discuss defense any longer? So that's about offense. It's about using the system, arguing inside the box, to prove that uh, they shouldn't have done what they've done and the case should be dismissed. Here's another file. Uh, let's see. I think this one is, uh, I have to check my server here. And, uh, okay. I'm going to type in the address, get ready to write. Here's a freebie HTTP full colon double slash take from Caesar dot us slash files f-i-l-e-s slash tattoo dot zip http full colon double slash take from caesar dot us slash files slash tattoo dot zip that's t-a-t-t-o-o dot zip this is a free tutorial and it has a uh audio right inside of it, <clears throat> as well as the documents that I wrote for a man in San Mateo County, California, in Superior Court on a misdemeanor charge. He's a tattoo parlor owner. They wanted to run out of town, and uh, what they did to him was out of line. And uh, in that tutorial, you click on play, and uh, I'll narrate the documents that are in the course, the mini-seminar, the tutorial. And it'll show you that on Wednesday morning, I received a cassette tape with a recording of the hearing on it. 
And by Friday afternoon, this man was filing documents against the judge and the two bailiffs that arrested him. And you'll hear how it worked out the following week. (laughs) And uh, the judge that uh, screwed this guy over, arresting him for contempt, uh, couldn't get out of the courtroom fast enough. At his next hearing, I'm going to assign this to another judge. And, uh, oh, Illinois Nation, they got this from me last week. And he says, uh, he or she, excuse me, says, I just finished studying the tattoo case. It's the bomb. Great job, Dave. I would have paid money to be there on that one. Yeah, I live in Washington. I, if I had the money to go down and, and uh, see that hearing, I would have done that myself. <laughs> and uh, uh, Craig Patterson went with this defendant to his uh, hearings, and he said that I didn't just shock the judge, I shocked the system with that set of pleadings. And his interview with me is right there on the the recording in that tutorial, as well as the two-minute hearing where the guy got arrested. So uh, it's a must-read. And uh, thank you for that compliment, Illinois Nation. (laughs) It's the bomb. Great job. Did that in three days. When he told me what the court had done and that he had a recording of it, I said, overnight me the recording. I knew exactly what I wanted to do, and I did it in two and a half days of writing, and then the rest was orchestrating who he filed, which document with, in what order. Uh, Illinois Nation says, I was crying and laughing while listening, and that was 10 years ago. Uh, Yes, the case is 10 years ago that I did that work. And uh, you just got to go get that file. Once again, it's uh, takefromcaesar.us slash files, F-I-L-E-S, slash tattoo.zip. T-A-T-T-O-O. Take from Caesar.us slash files slash tattoo.zip. I enjoy that. It's a freebie, and I'm glad to give that to you. And tell your friends about wevgov.com. I give my materials. When I'm able to do that to a judge in just two or three days over the fact that they simply didn't let the guy apologize to the court, they arrested him, for contempt of court and didn't give him his allocution moment. And you have to. The judge says, why didn't you visit these two doctors? I ordered you to visit these two doctors. Well, number one, those weren't the two doctors that she ordered him to go see. Number two, he went to his own doctor, and his own doctor said he's competent, he doesn't have any mental problems. And she didn't give him a chance to say why he was not in contempt of court. Well, that's false arrest. That's battery under California law. That's kidnapping with the chance of a life in prison with the chance of parole because no one got hurt. It's federal conspiracy against rights. It was a judge and two bailiffs. And so I wrote criminal complaints about all that and a a notice to the county that says I'm going to sue you for false imprisonment. (laughs) Uh, Chappie, that's files slash tattoo dot zip. So, uh, So anyway, I ganged up on him, one man. Uh, when you got the law on your side, you're, gang, you're an army. And I used the law to gang up on the judge. I didn't use my own personal brawn. It was our system. It was our law and code pleading that allowed me to say everything I said in those documents. And the judge was traumatized. Just listen to the interview 
in that uh, tutorial. Takefromcaesar.us slash files slash tattoo.zip. Uh, just funny stuff, man, funny stuff. And uh, Craig will tell you in that interview, he had heard me talk a good game, but he didn't appreciate the power of what I was teaching until he saw it in action in court that day that the law hadn't been in that courtroom in years. There was a festering atmosphere or climate of corruption, and those documents filed into that court cured it. The next judge assigned to the case comes in, and his job was to basically say, everybody calm down, calm down. Good to see you this morning, Mr. Centraletti. Uh, now, what seems to be going on here? And a public defender he didn't even ask for at his side stands up and says, Your Honor, it appears that uh, during all this time, the rights of the client, of my client to a speedy trial have been violated. And the judge looks to the prosecutor and says, Is this true? And the reason that public defender was there was because they didn't want the word criminal complaint articulated for the record. They didn't want that to come up in discussion at all. Get the guy a public defender. So the public defender says, hey, his rights to speedy trial were violated. Is this true? And the prosecutor says, I'll get back to you. And that afternoon, the prosecutor called the public defender and said, we're dismissing the case against your client, violation of speedy trial. <laughs> and it's exactly what I told him would happen, that the second judge is going to look at what happened to the first judge and say, I don't need to feel like that. I don't need documents like this filed against me. And he's going to come in and calm everything down, be matter of fact, and let the law operate. And that's exactly what happened. So I knew what I wanted to do when they told me what happened at that first hearing, and I did it in three days, and they started filing documents on Friday, and the following Tuesday was his hearing, and that judge... Lisa Novak came in as stiff as a board, like a robot, sits down in the chair. Good morning, Mr. Centraletti. The court wants you to know that your rights are very important, and we will always operate to uphold your rights in every instance. I've assigned this case to Judge so-and-so. Your next hearing is Tuesday. Stands up like a robot, turns, and walks out of the courthouse, or out of the courtroom. And you'll hear... Craig in the tape recording there on the uh, in the tutorial uh, say how when he and Al Centraletti got outside the courthouse they broke down laughing they couldn't even stand up they were crying they were laughing so hard on the courthouse steps and they finally made it to the car and he said he was dangerous behind the wheel because he was still laughing uncontrollably when they got in the car to drive away so um, before that he sensed that there was power in what I teach about the system and he hadn't seen it in action and that day he saw it in action. And it, it took him totally away from all of the uh, arguments that he'd seen the Patriot Movement aficionados make. He'd been going to court for years watching them go down in flames and uh, he finally got to see what I could do <laughs> and with just paperwork after his first impression of me was that nobody can do this. Dave's a windbag. He doesn't know what he's talking about. The system just doesn't operate like that. And he started verifying everything I had to say 
in case law and statute, and he goes, it's all right there. It's right there in the law. And asked to be my promoter. And then uh, this case comes up, and he actually got to see it in action. So uh, uh, that was great fun. Uh, it's very rewarding to hear that I took somebody that was being run out of town on a fake misdemeanor charge and to go in there with the right documents to get rid of the judge. That's the, that's the only job I had was to get rid of the judge. And uh, bingo, justice fell out the other end. <laughs> so uh, get that file. Enjoy that tutorial. Uh, it's it's one of the feathers in my cap. I have I have a bunch of very unlikely uh, victories and successes, but uh, that one was really very fun. So our system is great, and uh, now that sanity has reached the White House, this is a point I wanted to uh, bring up. During this administration, <clears throat> the heat has really been turned up on free speech, on dissent, where a lot of people really, and I can't say unrealistically, really feared uh, being rounded up and placed in a FEMA camp. And I have to tell you that uh, watching eight hours of news and listening to news talk shows all day long, every day, like I do, um, I just sensed a very, uh, what should I say, uh, extreme prejudice on the part of government against anybody that crosses it. And knowing what I do about uh, the Republicans versus the Democrats, knowing what I do about uh, the motivations of Donald Trump, I uh, just feel a great weight lifted off of my shoulders regarding what might happen to people in this business. And the first week that Trump is in office, I will be filing a criminal complaint against the IRS, just like the one I filed uh, January 1st of 06. And I'm going to go on record with the president uh, and everybody will be able to join that complaint. And I don't really fear that uh, I'll suffer retribution for having done so. So uh, I'm not going to let up. I've been stolen from by Republicans and Democrats and it's all the same. So my arguments don't change just because it's Trump. And I will go on record with a criminal complaint uh, that shows a whole lot more than just Section 83. There's the issue of 6201A. Assessment authority is obviously limited to unpaid stamp taxes in the 4300s and 4400s of the tax code, foreign insurers and casinos. And they wrote a regulation that says they can assess all taxes. And so they broadened. IRS assessment authority to reach everybody with a regulation. If they can't assess you, they can't collect by levy or lien. That pretty much makes compliance voluntary, doesn't it? Well, they took it away when they wrote that regulation, saying we can assess everybody. And that's the reason why they have to give you an abatement 
when you come in and you say, I can't keep the lights on, I can't put gas in the car, I can't feed the kids because you're levying my paychecks, I need to file a claim for abatement of a Chapter 1 tax liability that they're collecting by levy or lien. And they'll let you file a claim for abatement on a Form 911 or a Form 843 and say, uh, you better file all your back tax returns. We'll get you on a payment plan. And if you miss one payment, we're going to go back into full-on levy mode. And you say, okay, they just kicked my ass, and you walk out. You just got a claim for abatement of a Subtitle A tax. Subtitle A is Chapters 1 through 6. You just got an abatement of a Chapter 1 tax. 6404B, as in boy, 6404B says no claim for abatement shall be filed by any taxpayer in respect of an assessment of any tax imposed by subtitles A or B. And they got a whole branch set up to give it to you. They have to give you the relief because they stole the authority to assess it in the first place. They didn't have the authority to get you in trouble with a levy until they enhanced their assessment authority by removing the term stamp from the regulation that implements 6201. Just that argument. Look at how much damage I just did to the IRS using one statute proving that through regulation alone they disposed of a, an enormous constraint on their basic authority to assess taxes. So I got a lot to complain about. And then there's this matter of Pete Hendrickson filers they don't believe they're breaking the law. What are they doing going to prison? Right or wrong, they believed they're in compliance with the law when they do this. They didn't try to hide their behavior. They're on record with their statement, right in the face of government, saying, this is what I believe, give me my money back. What are they doing going to prison when model criminal jury instructions say that a good faith misunderstanding of the law, even if it's unreasonable, makes somebody not willful, makes them innocent. What are they doing going to prison? So I got a lot to say to the new president about the IRS. Can I get an amen? Question and answer, Chris. Amen. Okay. Um if anybody has any questions, comments, or statements, please raise your hand by hitting star eight. And now is the time to uh, type in any questions that you may have. Um, the uh, uh, I'm glad we talked about that uh, because I think it's a good time with Donald Trump in there and uh and judges, I believe, you know, the way that Trump talks, um, they're going to know that uh, they're, they've been part of the swamp. Do do hey, they want? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, guest 19 is blocked. I wanted guest oh. 19 to know why. Uh, if somebody signs in with just a number, they're anonymous to us, and we can't complain about them to talk to you if they come in with interruptions like the Patriot Movement does, uh, they just they can't stand the truth, they won't study my stuff, and they come in here and throw stones. And uh, if you don't, if you sign in anonymously with just a number instead of a name, as you see the other folks, we habitually 
uh, as a matter of policy, block the chat from people who sign in anonymously. It's nothing personal. That's the reason we're just trying to conduct business, and we found it difficult to do so uh, with people that sign in anonymously. And welcome to the call. Okay, go go ahead, Christopher. Yeah, just an observation. As Trump really isn't Republican, he's like an independent president. He has no Republican support. He doesn't owe the Republicans anything. They didn't put him in there. I would just it just seems to me that's the way I look at it. He's like not that he ran on an independent platform, but he's that's the way anyway, that's just the way I see it. And so hopefully we'll see some changes like we need to have instead of just flipping the coin to the same side of the coin. Yeah, I would say the majority of the platform he proposes is Republican. Uh, he's not a true conservative, but uh, he's said a lot of really good things that are in line with Republicans and a bunch of other stuff that are unique to him, like build a wall. What a great idea. It's long, long overdue. You got uh, Mexico in civil unrest because of the drug cartels running everything, killing public officials, and a bunch of public officials working for the drug cartels. And so we got no business having uh, no wall on the southern border. So he, he said a lot of good things, whether they're Republican or not. Uh, he ran as a Republican. Plenty of Republican uh, politicians do support him. Uh, Paul Ryan just came out in favor of him. They're going to work together. So uh, it's the place he fits best, whether or not he's a uh, bona fide Republican in all respects, I think is immaterial for the purposes of whether or not we just dodged a tremendous bullet, whether or not we're going to make progress in the most important ways. And I think the biggest thing he brings to the table is the fact that he's a father and a grandfather, and he has this great big old empire and business that he wants to leave to his children, and uh, it would be in shambles if the Democrats had their way. So uh, if you just look at a list of priorities, national security... He's going to surround himself with the best people. Uh, commerce and manufacturing, he knows that inside and out. How to negotiate a trade deal, he's number one, maybe in the world. So right at the top of the list, there's great reasons for him to be in, regardless of uh, what banner you put him under. And Law Fan wants to know, uh, he missed the uh, what the amen was about. Uh, the amen was, uh, I'm going to complain to the president on the first in the first week he's in office in January that the IRS is breaking the law. And because uh, they're stealing from me whether they're Republican or Democrat, so it doesn't matter who the next president is, the IRS is guilty, and if you're going to clean the swamp, don't forget this alligator over here. Yeah. And... Uh, I want him to chop the tail off at least. Yep, and uh, and and don't everybody write write me and say, hey, how can I get in this lawsuit? Let me and Dave uh, work out the logistics of it and uh, and so forth, and we will um, uh, and and you you will have the opportunity. I guarantee it. Uh, it's not a lawsuit; it's a criminal complaint. Well, I met, did, did I say lawsuit? Yeah. Oh. Criminal complaint. Okay. Um, 
Okay. Uh, is there any questions, comments, or statements? Um, let me see. Is that uh, Don there, state, state of Washington? Don, is that you? Don is the man that got that response back from the California FTB for somebody that says you don't have to file a tax return because Section 83 is state law. I guess um, either he's sleeping or um, away from the phone or it's not him. <clears throat> so plug him back up. and uh, Okay, well, that gives me about eight minutes to get or seven minutes to get on my next call. Yeah, let's wrap this up. All right. Well, thanks, thanks everybody. everybody. Yep. Thanks, everybody, for coming to the call. And, oh, wait a minute. Here's Washington. Okay. Uh, go yeah, go I, ahead I, there. I put you on mute. I'm sorry. I oh, put myself okay. on mute. Anyway, uh, Dave's, Dave's stuff works uh, in California and other places. Uh, so he's got the best stuff that I would uh, have ever seen. And, of course, I've only known Dave for 15, 20 years. So, I've done a lot of uh, understudy work, we might say, with him. Uh, he's got some things that anybody can really use and use uh, to get effect. And I sort of worked on those things to perfect the paperwork. And it seems like it's having an effect when they, uh, when they write you off. So it's it's pretty good that way. So I just say kudos to Dave. Everybody should get on the call and, and listen and learn. and perform and get relief. So thanks so much. Thank you. Okay. okay and, take care. And I'd like to make one more thing is that uh, anybody is a sports fan, you can download a free app. And if you do it uh, within the next several days, you can have your first game totally free. And it's going to give you the opportunity to play with uh, sports icons as well as your friends and family. But, again, that will be coming out shortly, and uh, and everybody will have a chance. Frankly, I don't even watch sports, and I don't even have a cell phone to download it on. But, but I'll have to change that. Anyhow, uh, thanks, everybody, for coming to the call. God bless America, and this call is officially over. Thank you. <laughs>